Very quickly, before we start this podcast, we just want to ask a massive favor from our audience. If you can please leave a review wherever you're listening to us, whether on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it'd be a really big help in helping us grow our audience. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to another episode of How Do You Survive Your Twenties. My name is Jonah. I'm Joe. And we are your survival guides to get you through our twenties as we stumble through ourselves. I think I almost said to get you through our twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Very obnoxious of us. But true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just shows our personalities correctly. So. <laughs> How are you, Jonah? How was your week? How was my week? My week was okay. Mm. Actually, no, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Well, because <laughs> so, you're British, and that's the first thing you have yeah, to say. I yeah, just, it's just autopilot. Yeah. But um, the tubes were on strike. Oh, yeah, of course. Which yeah. doesn't affect you too much because you can drive to work. Yeah, which I did all week. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Just, yeah. No, just no. Speaking you, of obnoxious. You, no, you should have done that. That's the right mm. thing to do. But I have had just the most horrendous week travel wise. Uh, do you know what? It's terrible that I've never asked you, but how was it getting to work? Awful. Yeah. No, did you get no, there late? Horrendous. So on uh, the first, they, they did two strikes, Tuesday, Thursday, and all lines down mm. all over London. So actually, Tuesday was my day off. So. Oh, yeah. But I went. <laughs> yeah, because I walked in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you, sh- you walked in half naked trying to get something from a room. You're like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone. I, I was just as scared as you were. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> just, just this white ghost like comes from the bed like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, cause ah! I, cause, well, I, so I, I woke up and I can hear like kind of like partner around the apartment which is fine that's just sure. natural um but so it's like kind of you know when you're like half asleep and then I could hear my door open but I thought because our doors were across the hall from each other it's like close, is that just yeah. Joe's door is it my door and then I could hear something as like something's in my room could you imagine if it went into your bed <laughs> it's just, it's like, this mm. is what you do when I'm away <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so I had a day off on Tuesday and I went out and getting out of London was hard, but I got out of London, Yeah. but coming, I mean, coming back into London was fine because it was just on like a regular train train. Yeah. But I was, once I got into Victoria, trying to get from Victoria to home, which is just zone one to zone two. Yeah. That took me three and a half hours. Three and a half hours? Three and a half hours. So I was stood at the bus stop waiting for a bus and to make it even, I mean... To put my situation into perspective, I was fine. This young girl came up to me. I mean, not young girl. She was like, as in my young 20s, like me. Yeah. Um, she comes up to me and she's like asking directions and stuff. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I moved to England two days ago. Oh, and this no. is my first time commuting. Oh, no. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, she, she was from India. I was going to ask, yeah. She's, like, only just come to London, England for, like, two days, and this is her first time commuting. And she's, like, she says to me, is it always like this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you're just really yes, bad But timing. yes, on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> what she asked? She was like, is this going to happen again? And I'm like, in two days, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I felt so bad for her. Sure. Because, um, I mean, it, London is hard to navigate enough. But yeah. But, like, if you don't know it at all, it's, like, but hard. But the, the convenience is, is, like, you miss a tube. You Another one comes minutes. in three minutes. Yeah. yeah. Another one comes in three days' time. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, well, so we're get, trying to wait to get on the bus. Buses come, but they are ram-packed. Like, you can't. Like, bodies are squeezed together. Yeah. No one's paying because... 
no one can get to the front to tap the card. So people just go on like the back and the front. But the bus driver, no, like that's the thing. Like the bus drivers don't care. It's just like get on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. we're trying to get on, squeezing on. We eventually <laughs> just start climbing on. Like, literally, though, yeah. it's actually insane. So we get on, and okay, great, we're on the bus, and then about maybe two or three stops down, like the lights start flashing in the bus and they're like, please listen to the next announcement. The bus will now terminate here. And we're like, oh my gosh. Oh my Literally, gosh. there must've been about 100 people on that bus and everyone had to get off. It was mad. Uh. So then I walked to another bus stop and I was waiting there. And like my phone was saying like, coming in two minutes, coming in 20 minutes, yeah. coming in 35 minutes. It took me three and a half hours to get home. Gosh. And then, this is another kicker, so on Wednesday, I was like, okay, great, the tubes are running again. So I go, get up in, early in the morning to go to the gym, I get to the tube station, and everything's still locked. And I'm like, what? So I, and I'm mad at this point, because I came home super late on Tuesday. What time I, did you get home then? I got home at like 11.30, but then I got up at 6 the next day, so I was just like... Oh my god, I did not even realize you weren't in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> So then I got up Wednesday early to go to the gym. Oh, no, I did. Do you know what? Actually, I did. Because I, <laughs> I like, Jonah's not here. And I, I, Thank goodness. I, did my fi- I did find my iPhone. And you were in some random place in London. I was like, oh, he's been invited to some social event that I've not been invited to. <laughs> no, I was just, stu- and it was raining. That was another thing that yeah. ruined me. Because it, it, it did not stop raining all day. Okay. Anyway, so Wednesday gets That makes two- me feel better about myself. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> just joking. Whatever I can do to help you, Joe. <laughs> Wednesday morning, it gets to the tube station. It's still locked. I am raging at this point because I'm like, it's supposed to be running. So I called TFL. You called <laughs> I TFL? I called TFL. <laughs> you can call TFL? You can call TFL. And they were like, it's not going to be running until about nine o'clock. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, come on, man. I, don't, I can't do this right now. So yeah. yeah, I took the bus again, but it took me like two hours to get to work. Jeez. When usually it's going to be 35 minutes on the tubes. So. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, but yeah, the week is over. Well, I mean, work week at least. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll all be back to normal on Monday. So oh, fair it's enough. Fine. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. At least you had uh, a cool reading experience. Yes. Cool. Last Friday. Last Friday, right? Okay. Well, you did as well. You I were did. there. <laughs> I feel like we had two different experiences, though. <laughs> Blimey! Blimey! What well, do you want to explain this one? Uh, okay, so. Uh, a friend of ours uh, reached out because <laughs> a friend of hers was doing this. Uh, she'd written this um, screenplay. Screenplay, thank you. Uh, and it was it's like a sequel to Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, it's like this time period piece. And uh, Jonah was cast as one of the the main roles. I was cast as <laughs> originally as like <laughs> not the main roles, but like the sub main roles. Like yeah. I had I had three roles, and one of them was like fairly prominent. And then, like, literally last minute, she hired in, like, more people. And I, I got uh, demoted, let's say. No, to... rearranged only, <laughs> I'd say. Well, I went from, like, named roles to cabbie. <laughs> <laughs> Paper boy. <laughs> uh, but I put my heart and soul. You really did. I put my heart and soul into that. Even and... when you were reading other people's lines. Well, that was the thing. So... <laughs> I had, like, I did, I did, my first role was Paperboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nearly thirty-year-old man <laughs> going. Oh, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> the accents was Please, the best sir, part. Can I have some more? Oh god! And then the second one was the cabbie, which <laughs> everyone everyone was like taking it seriously, and I, I was trying to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a tad unorganized, but that's okay. Um, 
and then like I just <laughs> and nobody had laughed at this point. There had I think I don't know. There had been some well, jokes. It's not. It's not a comedy. No, but there was some com- comedic yeah. moments. But that's the thing. No one. <laughs> I don't think this was meant to make anyone laugh. No. <laughs> so they get into the uh, horse and carriage kind of thing, and I was the cabbie, and I went proper Cockney, and it's like, <laughs> blimey! me! <laughs> 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 everybody laughed and I was like oh it's probably too much yeah. <laughs> um, less is more Jim. less is more yeah 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 blimey and then um, yeah and then the next my next part was the shopkeeper and um, I just got a bit too excited and uh, I started reading the other person's lines I was like <laughs> have you got any jewellery <laughs> in my shop <laughs> it was because I had the scripts in front of me and I was looking at it I was just like trying to flick the page I'm like am I looking at the wrong bit it's I, called improv darling live yeah, with it yeah, yeah, yeah. bang bang <laughs> bang you're dead bang yeah, yeah. you're dead but I just saw a bunch of the other actress who was just looking at you like what what do I do with this right now <laughs> like, the thing is I realised and I was like wait that's not my line <laughs> oh, oh gosh dear. and then um yeah, and then so she's done really well. Uh, this writer, she's um, they they're talking about making it into like a, a pilot, no, a trailer. Uh, and an investor has picked it up, and they want to work with it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so she was going on a podcast to promote it, kind of thing. She wanted like a trailer. So on I think Wednesday night or something, she she was making this trailer, and you, you were supposed to go on to Zoom and record. I had one line, and it was blimey. <laughs> wow wait did you actually do it yeah did oh you, you did? did oh yeah yeah i did it but when i, I mean people must just come at different times to do yes. the recordings because yeah, yeah. when i got there there's only like two of the people there yeah i i came in late and stuff but mm. like <laughs> i was like i'm gonna give you four different blimeys i was like blimey blimey <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh dear good times good times what are we <laughs> speaking of which what are we talking about today johnny <laughs> good times well well so I was on TikTok. I'm so sorry that everything starts like this, but I was on TikTok mm. um, and I saw this video and this woman talking about a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, which is written by Bronnie Ware. And she was an Australian nurse who spent time caring for patients who were on the deathbed or, you know. I think that's okay. Yeah, okay, good. Um, about to pass to the other side. And she then started collecting and asking them what their regrets were, you know, on their deathbed. And she compiled them to make the top five list. And that's how she wrote the book. Mm. And so we thought we would talk about those top five regrets. Yeah. And, and and this, the theme so far in this season is, it is what it is. And I can't remember why we justified this as a present thing. But I guess it's to like... Stop, stop us from having those regrets yeah, by exactly, the time we exactly. get to the future. So the change that we need to make. Exactly. Yes. And Very also good. just because obviously we're using her material, please go buy Bronnie's Ware's book, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying on Amazon. It's like £8.95 if you're in England. There you go. UK. Sweet. Um, okay. Do you want to go first, Jenny? Yes. So the first regret is... And this is the top one. So they go in order. Mm. So this is the number one regret that people said the most frequently. I wish I had the courage to live the life true to myself, not the life others. So my question is for you, Joe. What do you think the life is that people expect of you? Oh, wow. That's a... <laughs> Joseph, we go through this every <laughs> single time. I know, I know. Why do you always expect my questions to be awful that you're just so always stunned when I asked you a good one? <laughs> no, I, uh, you're right, you're right. I think, I think. do you know Do you know what it is, Jonah? Is I actually, re- I really enjoy those kind of questions that really make oh. you think. 
And that's my reaction. But you're right. It's never like, uh, <laughs> whoa. Hi, Jonah. Where did that spark of intelligence come from? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You're cool. Um, I think different people will have different expectations, obviously. Um, well, let's, let's say the people closest in your life. I think that my my girlfriend, she one of the things that I really really appreciate about my girlfriend, Chriselle, who came on the show last last time. She she just thinks so highly of me. <laughs> and she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and she is so the, wrong. The pressure, man, like honestly. <laughs> and that is like that just to have that like, you know, champion slash uh firefighter. Cheerleader. <laughs> She's very different. Champion firefighter. Fire help. Don't worry, I've got them coming. F I So my girlfriend's gonna take care of it, don't worry about it. <laughs> Throws the pom poms into the fire kind of thing. Um two very different uh, uh occupations. Professions, occupations, yeah. Um and I I I guess like she I, that's a really good question. I don't know. I don't know what she expects of me. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that she she expects me to to put like I guess she expects me to really go for it in life, and she she really believes in me, and that is just really really nice. And I think I think yeah, she does expect me to. To kind of as well just try and find and be my true self. And we, we've talked about authenticity. And I guess we'll go into that into a second. But I wanted to ask you the same question. What does Russell, your girlfriend, think um, think about you? <laughs> expect expect you to be like... What does she think about me? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> no. We've got her on the phone. Um, truth be told... <laughs> she's not real. <laughs> because <laughs> now would be the time to tell you that no <laughs> sorry truth be told i think your expectations are very high <laughs> i thought you were gonna say low <laughs> okay but this but that's what you want right you want someone you want to be with someone who does expect the best of you and i know that sounds like a lot of pressure and stuff but you don't want to be with someone who's like who is surprised every time you do something decent or good <laughs> like, <laughs> like you like no 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 i was just kidding yeah. um yes i think mm, i think i'm trying to think of the right vocabulary here mm. and i can't no just kidding um i, I think expectation and maybe hope i guess do i mean do, is mm. expectation like because i the way i think expectation is like this you should or need to be at you yeah. know x point whereas hope is like well i think you're good at this that and the other and i really hope that you can get that i would say but, but it's sorry. it's down to you because i mean that's the whole point of this regret is that they don't they shouldn't you well they they wish they didn't live their lives to other people's expectations but they did what made them happy and so i feel like 
high expectations from others, especially, you know, romantic partners can be tough in a way because if they're expecting so much from you, you have that pressure because you love them to do those expectations, regardless of where you stand, because you want to make them happy because you love them. But it's if they had a hope for you, like you're saying, like, you know, Kushal thinks that you can do everything and anything because she, you know, believes in you. But it, it'd be maybe healthier. They're like, well, I hope you can do this, but I will love you and, you know, um, you know, mm. respect you or, what you know, whatever you, whatever, even if you don't want to do, if you, if you want to kind of, you know, quote unquote underachieve, but if that's what you want to do, because that's what makes you happy, I'm going to love and support you anyway, because you'll be making yourself happy as opposed to meeting my expectations, even though I think you can go further. It's what makes you happy, which is best. Yeah, I think, well, I think we're deep diving into something much deeper here now, aren't we? Well, these are life's biggest regrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's just keep it on the surface level, guys. <laughs> so I guess there's like two things to kind of dive into there. <clears throat> yes, the difference between hope and expectation. Expectation is like almost something you'd bet on. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, if it was a sporting bet, like I would expect either Manchester City or Liverpool to win the title this year. But if I was supporting, you know, uh, a, a smaller team, you could be like, I hope they do. That'd be really nice. But I, I wouldn't bet on it. So I guess, like in my head, that's what I would say. And you're right. I think. I think there's like you're right. There, there has to be this kind of healthy idea or understanding of the expectations we have for each other. Because, like I said, I think that it's nice to have someone who pushes you. Mm-hmm. And because you need that at times to to achieve these kind of... Well, I think, well, that's the difference with this regret here. Because I was just rereading it. Yeah. It's, is your partner's expectations the same as your expectations? Or are they different? Well, and I guess that's what Because we that's where the clash can happen. That, if if yeah. the expectations are the same, then then you can have that healthy push-push. Because push. Mm. So, you're meeting, you're going for the same goal. Yeah. But if you have different expectations of yourself with your partner for your for yourself then that's where the clash would happen because you then begin to live your life to their expectations as opposed to your own expectations and i think i think are we do you think that we're translating the word expectation with goals because i think like there's like no i mean um, well i mean expectation of just because of life Well, you got it. <laughs> but I like no, because well, the, in my head, I'm I'm translating expectation as pressure. Yes. Okay. Pressure. Well, maybe that's maybe that's something we need to look into as well. But I think it's like <clears throat> courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. Yeah. So it's almost like the these expectations of yes sir, no sir, get a you know, get a job, provide, you know, provide or whatever or uh, be you know be a parent or all that kind of stuff if yeah if you're kind of like l- making those life choices based on what others expect for you to do mm-hmm. then yes you're not going to find happiness in them you're not going to find the meaning inside as well because I th- I've been thinking a lot about happiness and I've actually had quite a rough mental health week actually this week and I've just just had. Sometimes you just go through a dip, don't you? And um, I know that, like in some some countries, the the focus isn't these on these like 
pleasures that we have in the West that like brings this rush of dopamine and therefore happiness and things like that. Their focus is is finding meaning. And that meaning will ultimately give you that kind of gratitude, strength, and kind of purpose, which overall leads to a more fulfilling and therefore happier life. Um, But if you're doing, I guess, yes, I guess, right. If you are making goals based on expectations or social expectations or expectations of others that you don't necessarily want to do at that particular time, then it's, it's, it will be difficult to find the fuel and the happiness and the joy that comes from those, those goals and that growth that comes from it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what do you think it means then? Um, the, the statement, a life true to myself. I, I mean, there's a plethora of mm. ways people can be true to themselves mm. and deny truth to themselves from what? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really feel like I'm living a unauthentic life. I'm just kind of going. Th- I think like the main thing for me is I just feel like I'm just kind of going through it day by day, as opposed to being where I kind of like want to be. That's where maybe I'd be like not living my you know quote unquote true self. Yeah. Sorry, drop my pen. No, sorry. I, <laughs> I think, I, I I guess the the the, the thing is as well. <sighs> Not to be disrespectful, but it's easy to look. It's <laughs> Why do I feel like you're about to say something disrespectful? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, and, and like, I'm honestly open to being corrected in, on this, but I think it, it's very easy to look back, isn't it? And go, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. But also there are just certain pressures and necessities of life. Like you, you got to eat. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And And, and again, like, you know when Molly May? Do you, remember, do you know I'm about to talk about, about the twenty-four hour thing? The twenty-four hour thing. Yeah. Now that is Gosh. that's like a very common thing to say for a lot of these like productive gurus. Like you, everybody has twenty-four hours in yeah. the day. You can't. And there's like the principle of like being time effective, and you can do it. You know, you can you can get more than than you have right now if mm-hmm. if you apply a bit more, etc. Like that's a good principle, I think, in general to apply. But yeah, th- there's nothing wrong with having good time management skills. <laughs> <laughs> that has always been advised. But <laughs> yeah, just like, number one regret. Like, I wish I downloaded a time management app. <laughs> but like, um, again, like, uh, you know, the, I guess like, like you said, living the, your dream, it, it, how possible is that for everyone? Yeah. And therefore, is that almost like a pri- privileged thing to look back on? To say you've achieved your dream? No, but to also be like, I wish, you know, I wish I'd have been lived my true self when you wanted to be a singer and, but you, you know, you unfortunately had to look after two children. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because your partner died and all of a sudden, <laughs> but, but I, 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 I know what you're know, you know, I know what you're saying. You, you I know just wasn't to, expecting it. <laughs> you're forced to make these big sacrifices yeah. kind of thing. Like, Well, I think, I think that's the thing when people look back, it's, Regrets are not necessarily, like, for example, you know, in the situation where you've had to change your aspirations because of certain circumstances, mm. might not necessarily be a regret because you know that 
an opportunity was taken away That's from you. True, yeah. But it's regrets when you know that those opportunities were there and yeah. you could have done more, mm, but that's didn't. Good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think that's kind of where more the regret lies. It's like, you know, I could have done this or that, but I didn't because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think, I think personally, I think regret... What was the disrespectful thing you were going to say? Um, that I didn't want to say disrespect of, of what people had said on their deathbed. You oh, know, I, right, I, right, I, right. I, do you know what I oh, mean? Oh, right. Like, so I thought you were going to say something specifically <laughs> controversial. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm not going to joke about that. But, like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, like, may, maybe I'm just making excuses up in my head. Maybe. Well, I think as well, sorry, just when you were talking about this woman, um, fictional person um, who lost the partner. Oh, after right. Two kids. <laughs> I think because, you know, when you put it in that perspective, we don't all have the 20, same 24 hours because her 24 hours won't be her hours. She's got two kids to look after and yeah. her time is the kid's time. Mm. Whereas with us, our time is our time. Yeah. Um, and so we would just have more opportunities and less chance for regret, which kind of almost, when I see, you know, not quotes, but you know, re- other people's regrets, I just think, gosh, I need, to, I need to really start working harder because... I do have more opportunities because I don't have these burdens and responsibilities. <laughs> AKA well, children. I'm not saying children are burdens, but no, I don't have these right. other responsibilities yeah, to look yeah. after. I have yeah. so much opportunity and I need to be working harder to take it because people would kill to be in my position. Mm, mm. Um, even though, you know, my position isn't, you know, specifically like I don't have a million pounds in the bank and just do whatever I want. I still have a lot of other things to do, but compared to some others, I do have more opportunities. I need to be more grateful and more productive with it. Mm. Although, so, just tying into what I just said, regret number two. Okay. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Yeah. Which I was quite intrigued that this was the second most, um, I, don't, I was going to say spoken, but... Um, mentioned? <laughs> mentioned, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say spoken, entered, <laughs> raffled. I don't know what the right word is. <laughs> but yes, uh, mentioned. Mm. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And I'm, I'm also trying to think of this in a perspective, a generational perspective as well. Because obviously these people dying in the deathbed now, and I presume they're very old. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they would have been like adults during like 60s, 70s. Oh, no, no, that's way too old. I guess... Maybe. Uh, when did this get written? I mean, the book. Well, they. 2013. Well, I mean, yeah. decades ago, at least. They this, were, these they would were be adults. The, uh, yeah, yeah. And the, so it's kind of just a very more traditional centered where, like, you can imagine a, a lot more of the men were going off to work every day while, you know, the wife would stay home with the kids. Yeah. This kind of, you know, 1950s yeah. kind of facade. And so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it really happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> well. but yes, the. The, the, the expectations, yes. the cultural expectations. Of the um, day, yeah. And so you can just imagine that like, you know, a lot of the men would have been at work most of the time, not spending time with their family, you know, working on Saturdays, oh, got to meet deadlines, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas like, I feel like in, you know, 2022, working from home, flexible working, agile working, it's a bit different, mm. but you know, they probably didn't have the same thing. as so working, you know, I wish they had worked so hard it's probably maybe a different regret than what people in our generation would have when they're old on the deathbed. But I think it was still interesting. What did you think about it, Joe? Yeah, actually, when you're talking, um, do you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? No. Okay, so (laughs) it's like, if you do like psychology or like, it comes a lot up a lot in education as well. What was it called again? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So he kind of, 
Uh, he doesn't. He didn't come up actually with the pyramid, but um, some other people did that. <laughs> the Egyptians did that. <laughs> well, I'm about to explain it like a pyramid, okay. but he didn't come up with this. But someone else organized it into this ways. So it's basically your your needs as a human being. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with like your physical needs. So you you need water, food, oxygen. and then it goes like oxygen. <laughs> yeah, oxygen. And then it goes like to shelter, so on, so on. And then it goes to like other phys- you know physical comforts. So maybe you need like a car, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then or Maybe not that, but, you know, like just other clothes. kind of physical... Yeah, yeah. F- clothes. Thank you. Yeah, good point. Um, and then um, then it goes into kind of like more social needs. So you need like love, uh, the ability to communicate, trust kind of things. And then it goes like kind of further so that maybe like pleasures and stuff. So it is, you have like the base, which is again like that food, a shelter, all that kind of stuff up until like the smaller needs that aren't necessary, yeah. but are still like something that we want and desire and things like that and um it's we've got to find that balance in between there isn't it because again like thinking about the mother who lost her partner and has to raise two kids like she has got to work so hard to put food on a table kind of thing and and all those kind of things um and so she's not going to regret that you know but at the same time like it makes you know obviously she'd rather be doing other things she'd rather be spending time with the kids instead of working etc um so i guess there's that kind of privilege but and there's the story of like the mexican fisherman have you heard this story no so there's this guy from the u.s he goes on holiday and he goes to this like small town in like mexico and it's like a, a a sea town or whatever and um there's this guy and he gets up you know he's fishing and stuff and he like sells what he needs makes enough for the day and goes home and so on and so on and this guy like sees him do this every day and sees him like you know finish around like 2 2 2 p.m or whatever and go home mm. and he goes up to him one day and this guy's like a, this, this american guy's like a really successful businessman like ceo kind of things like hey like you know if you like got up earlier and if you like sold you know if you stayed longer to sell your fish like you'd make more money mm. and then they kind of have this conversation about how they could build this business and stuff and and the mexican fisherman's like okay well if i make more money like what happens next and he's like well then you can invest in this boat you can you invest in an employer you can make more fish and stuff and you can work more and you can get more money and it's like okay what happens next and then kind of talks about how he builds this like uh, this fishing empire but yeah this biz- big business and things and then like he works to a certain point in time kind of thing and it's like okay then then what can I do there well then then you'll have enough to retire and then then what do I do then and it's like well then you can like you know go home sleep when you want spend time with your wife your family you know uh, you know relax kind of thing and it's like oh well I do that now yeah um, and the whole point is that like um we can work and work and work and work and work to for things that we could do now. Yeah, you work really hard so then you can relax. But it's like, why don't you just relax? Yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously, there's a lot more to it than just that. And that's what I said to my boss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I tried to leave the office at 2 p.m., my boss is like, no. Listen here, ma'am. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a Mexican fisherman. You've clearly never been to Mexico. Um, <laughs> Come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> Security. Um, <laughs> and that's how I lost my job. <laughs> 
Um, no, but that's that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's there's that balance of of things, and I I think as well though, because I want like a lot of stuff comes up on my TikTok, and <laughs> it's meant to Joe. It's the point of TikTok. <laughs> just the same video, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's always like some guy like you gotta work your hardest. Oh yeah. You gotta like. You see your limit, you push past it. <laughs> you have you think you have a limit? Limits are spelled limitless. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making this up, but like honestly, someone could take this and make yeah. it into a sound. Oh, it sounded real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It's just it's it, and it <laughs> like it's limits are spelled limitless. <laughs> That was perfect. That needs to be a t-shirt, Joe. <laughs> Weakness is spelled strength. <laughs> but like, <laughs> and I, it's it's funny as well because we we actually did a, an episode, didn't we, about like you know someone's life advice from TikTok and how I like argued each point and stuff. But I'm not really arguing these points. I do think they're very interesting and things. And, and well, it's hard to, to argue with them because they've, <laughs> they've lived their full life and these are their experiences. <laughs> Because they're dead. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you, that, that's also a hindrance. But, uh, no, I was going to say, you can't argue someone's life experience. Yes, yeah, exactly. I think you can only learn and try and apply the principle. Yeah, you can only learn. But. Um, and I, I, again, it's this is the struggle that I have, especially because I've had such a dip this week and it, because I do push myself. Like the well, the reason why I thought it was so interesting is like, well, you work very hard. Yeah, <laughs> and like the week before this dip, I I kind of know why is we had um, Ofsted, and Ofsted, if you don't know, are this like educational institution that go into schools and colleges throughout the UK. They're kind of government led, and they uh, monitor and mark and you know judge your school. And if you do badly, it's really bad. Like it affects fun. Well. Yeah, it affects funding or it affects like how the school progresses and that mm. can affect all these kind of things. People can lose jobs kind of thing as they reshuffle. So you want your school to do well and it like reflects bad on you and et cetera and stuff. And and it ju- it's just a lot of work. And then on top of that, I had an essay um, about dyslexia, which I thought was very interesting because so I am dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> and in the essay, it talks about how it's hard for dyslexics to write essays. <laughs> and I'm just like, yep. <laughs> but, um, and that I find that really, really stressful for all kinds of reasons. And yeah, and it just, you know, I, I'd been pushing myself on other things as well. And there's just a lot of life changes going on and things like that. And so <clears throat> I kind of know why I crashed because I've, I've just pushed myself yeah. to the limit in terms of what I can handle mentally. And, um, yeah, uh, so I can, I can see that, but at the same time, one of my biggest, one of my personal biggest regrets was when I was younger is that I didn't do anything. Mm. And so I, I think I'm counterbalancing that with wanting to do everything. And I, that is the balance that I'm trying to figure out now. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I guess, do you know what the thing is? Like, you can only think of the principle and then do your best to try and apply it in your life. And I, I know this is such a cop out answer, but like, the older I get, the more I think it's about balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Thank you. Should we, should we close up there and, and pick this up another day? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Mm-hmm.
This is the part of the podcast where we like to vent, scream, and cry about pet peeves in our lives. Johnny, you talked about public transport today. <laughs> I want to talk about a pet peeve uh, about driving. <laughs> so I don't know what it is, but in London, like when you're driving, if if you don't go at the very start of the green light, like if you're not zooming off, mm. someone will honk you. And it just gets on my nerve. It's like a <laughs> terrible game show. It's like buzz it kind of thing. And you just like... By the time yellow hits, you need to be going. Yeah, exactly. Even though there's like a, you know, a child on the road. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. It's natural just, selection, Joe, honestly. <laughs> honestly, like, like it just turned green. And I was just started. And someone hung. And I was just like, what? What? It's not need for freaking speed. Like, <laughs> nitros. Like, <laughs> I just don't nitros. get the, how how much of a rush are you in? To well, I think that's the thing. It's like it's London. Like everyone is in a rush because yeah, everything is important. Just calm down. Like, calm down. I mean, I thought I was stressed, but that is ridiculous. Yeah. Is anyway, annoying. so that's my pet peeve. Yeah, stress. Great. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Jonah, where can people find us? If you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. How do you survive your twenties? Or you can send us an email with your life regrets at how do you survive your twenties at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at howdoyoussurveyour20s.com. Great. All right. Thank you so much. We hope you didn't regret listening to the show. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.